0: All right. Hello, everybody. How are we all today? I'm Janine diltz and your host of the Your Healthy Business podcast, where we talk about the technical how-to, the spiritual woo-woo, and the physical health and wellness components of growing your healthy business. And today I am so, so excited to have on with me Martha Barnard-Ray. Martha is a copywriter and founder of Word Candy, which is a copywriting agency helping businesses share their stories in memorable ways. Martha started her journey as an English teacher, and in today's episode, we'll discuss the pivotal moment of Martha's life, which led her to jump into entrepreneurship. So I am so excited to have Martha on with me, not just because of who she is, but because she says the same accent as me.
1: <laughs> yes, I do. Hello. Hi, how are ya? Very good, how are you going? Yeah, really good, thanks. Thanks for having me, Janine.
0: Oh, absolute pleasure, hun. So I wanted to, we will get right into it. Now, first of all, guys, um, if you do notice our accents, both Martha and I hail from Ontario, Canada, in case we're just going to get that out of the way right now. We're not from anywhere else. No. (laughs) And where exactly are you from?
1: Um, I grew up in Markham, which is a suburb of Toronto. Um, So, you know, if people don't know where you're talking about, you can say Toronto. But if you say Toronto, and then they're like, well, where are you really from? And you're like, Markham. They're like, oh, you know what I mean? Where are you Where are you from yeah, again? Yeah. I can't remember.
0: I'm from Kamoka, Kilworth, Kamoka, which is just outside of London, Ontario. But I always right. say Toronto as well because yes. no yeah. one ever <laughs> was where I mean. I feel one like I things. have
1: way more Toronto cred than you. Like I could, could have been <laughs> yes, to in like in like 30 minutes, but you were like, you know, you were on that long stretch of highway to get to the big smoke. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Yep, small town from the get-go. (laughs) Love it. Now, guys, we'll get into it with Martha um, straight from the beginning. She has an incredible story, and I'm so, so stoked to share it with you today. Martha, if you could first off begin with sharing that pivotal moment that really led you to consider what your options might
1: be going forward. Yeah, so um, we live in Denmark, Western Australia, which um, for those of you who are not familiar with I mean, A, the fact that there's another Denmark, and B, the geography of Western Australia. It's about uh, 450 kilometers south of Perth on the south coast, and it's a very beautiful place to be. Um, We moved down here seven years ago. My husband's the community paramedic, aka he's a hero, Um, and when we moved down here, I sold the business that I had in Perth and started working again as a teacher um, at a private school here in the region. So that was um, 70 kilometers away from my house. Um, and it was a really great experience because I was really happy to get back into English teaching and my colleagues were amazing. Um, but that commute was killer. Um, and and with um, David, my husband's strange hours, I just felt like everything was just too hard. And I thought there has to be a better way here that I can earn money and that I can feel, you know, like I'm working because I'm a person who really likes to be working Um, and that I'm not going to kind of get home at five thirty or six and then have to try and figure out what to eat for dinner, which is a, a very hard thing for me because I've since found out I have ADHD, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But it was just too hard. And so I started looking into copywriting and, you know, I've always been a good writer and I've always had sort of a really good handle on the English language. So I took some courses and then I just um, popped my shingle out and I um, was really lucky to have a mentor, uh, Beck, who just lives, you know, just over there she's been a working copywriter for 20 years and and she really helped me build my business as a mentor and business partner. Um, and now we've really kind of amicably separated. We're still very good friends, but we're not working together in a business sense anymore. But I feel like I have different challenges now, um, but that feeling of, you know, I just can't do this. This is too hard. Um, isn't part of my, daily life anymore which is very nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome and I love how you looked at your knowledge and your passion to get that mm-hmm. to to really step into what that could be for you and your family and your clients.
1: Yeah, thanks. And I it's funny because when I owned I used to own a tutoring center in Perth and what I didn't like about that was that I didn't feel that I could really put my personality into it and be kind of my real self. And now I have this business where I love my business and I love communicating in the way that I get to communicate through my business. And I also love the um, autonomy that being a business owner gives you. Like if, if I don't want to work with a certain client, I don't. And it's like, ha, huh, what a relief. We don't have to be polite yeah. to dickheads. Yeah. Am I allowed to say I hear that. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> if not, we'll edit that out, but it's that, no, mm. absolutely fine. And yeah. I think, you know, a spot on like that is just, it's so, it's so beautiful that you can step into being more of yourself because that's something mm. that I've really worked on in, in the last, you know, really 18 months in stepping away from my, my fitness brand and moving into more of the Janine Deltz-Beyman brand. And when you can start, you know, my saying is become the more of, more, more of me that I can be the more results that I will see.
1: And, you know, it's the same thing, I'm sure,
0: with with you. It's so freeing. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it is. Freeing is exactly the word that I use to describe it. And I like even doing things like writing my social media captions. It's like, oh, I can just write what I want. And it doesn't need, and, you know, obviously I'm being respectful. I'm keeping all of my values obviously in mind. Yeah. But I don't have to, um, Use this like professional tone, which doesn't work anyway, yeah. but it's yeah, it is very freeing to be able to have that control over the way you communicate in business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now I've got to ask because a lot of my um a lot of my audience are in regional areas across Australia and Canada and the world. Um, have you found any challenges in you know you said you moved from Perth down to Denmark, which is four hundred and fifty kilometers away? Um, it is still Mm. a fairly small town. Have you found any real challenges in, in running your own agency from there?
1: Um, I mean, the internet sort of is helpful. If anything, I've found it, I think easier to get experience because, um, you know, there's, and I don't, there's not a whole lot of choice right? So if if I turn up and say, I can write words for your business, there aren't, you know, 18 other people who were banging on their door and telling them that they can do it better. So I think as a new business owner, it gave me um, maybe a bit of a, a leg up to be one of the only people, you know, in the region that offers this service. Um, yep. and, and now I think, no, I don't think that I feel disadvantaged the only I guess the only thing would be you know if there's a course that I want to do that I would prefer to do in person or an event that I want to attend in Perth I don't like I can't really go to those um unless they're kind of on the weekend or whatever but no I I think that you know working online is what we're all doing these days and and I don't find it difficult I do miss having colleagues Um, And I do miss kind of the chats that go along with that. But I've got, you know, a few things in place to um, look after my extrovert tendencies, which are extreme. (laughs) (laughs) That's so
0: good. That's so good. And yeah, I I, again, I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, especially in this last year where so many businesses are having to migrate online and had to move online very quickly. For people like you and me where we maybe had a bit of a head start at getting things established online um it's just made things easier it's just made things um explode that much more for
1: us yeah and i think too like you know the pandemic such as it was you know in wa we're very lucky gave people that sort of oh we better we better do this and also the time to do it like i think people really mm-hmm. struggle to work on their business instead of in their business and like i have that problem too like i get bogged yeah. down with client work and then i have to go no you need to blog for yourself that's like what you do <laughs> so yeah, yeah yes. i think it gave people like a bit of a kick to kind of go all right you've got a bit of time it's time to make sure that your website is actually doing what you think it's doing or, you know, time to make sure you're communicating with people in a way that aligns with what you're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, yeah, I, I've uh, the, the number of times I have those conversations with clients where you've got to have the time, make the time to work on your business and less time in your business. I tell you, it's like it feels like a broken record. Right. Because for all of us in business, there is such a large amount that goes on behind the scenes. Um, you got to
1: have time for it. It's a must. Okay. Yes, yes um, you have. And yes, I will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, me too.
1: <laughs> yeah. um,
0: now, I wanted to talk to you a bit about conversational copywriting because I don't know about you, but I still see and I still get in my Facebook feed all of these posts that actually don't speak my language. Like they're, they're, they speak my language, mm. but, they, but they don't speak my language. You know, they don't catch me. Mm. They're a very, very silly self. And I know in my own business, there's been a massive shift away from that, but I was just hoping you could expand a little bit more on what conversational copywriting is and how you know small businesses can start to really implement that.
1: So conversational copy is just um, writing the way you speak only better, right? So instead of saying, I'm writing for the internet, I need to be professional. Um, it's mm-hmm. about identifying what it is you want to communicate to your audience about your business or about yourself and using everyday language to do it. So it's not about being super casual. You can still be professional if you write conversationally. Um, But it's, it's about remembering that when you're writing something, only one person is reading that thing. So you need to write to a person which is the way we communicate when we're in conversation as well. So if you're trying to write to like all of your email subscribers or like all of your followers, it's not gonna work and people are not gonna feel like they're having a conversation with you. If you're just mm-hmm. thinking of one person and you're writing in the same way that you speak, you know, but you obviously take out the ums and uhs and likes and the stumbles and just sort of distill your message, and say it in words that people, you know, know and understand. That's all conversational copywriting is. And, and that's the way that, you know, even the biggest and most professional businesses are communicating online. Um, you know, if you look at like the apples and like the docusigns of the world, the words that are on their website and in their communications are written conversationally. And they still come across as super professional, but also like approachable and friendly and, you know that's kind of what we're going for when we write conversational.
0: Yep. Beautiful. Cool. Noted. I'm already taking notes for myself on how I can implement some of this in the background of my business. So (laughs) you guys out there, you would be entrepreneurs or those of you who are in small business, I hope you've got your journals out too. Um, Mm -hmm. And the next point I wanted to talk to you about, you mentioned business communication as one of the, one of the things that, you know, people need to be taking note of. Could you expand
1: on that a little bit more? Um, Well, it's just I've had a few sort of bigger businesses get in touch and, you know, they want um, outward facing business communications, So marketing communications and that sort of thing, blogging, email marketing, that sort of thing. But there's also a piece where they are needing assistance to teach their employees how to communicate, you know, in email. Right. So how to kind of keep it brief and stay on topic. And when do we need to reply all and when do we not? And like, which emojis are appropriate for work? <laughs> yes. So I've done some, cause I also do um, like training sessions. So I've done some training sessions with some sort of larger businesses, like, you know, 50 employees, um, who have people in different generations working kind of in the same Office and are needing to communicate with each other, um, and it's stuff like you know. And I don't want to generalize, but like the their younger staff are like worried that their boss is upset with them because they ended a sentence with a period, like instead of an emoji. <laughs> so okay. it's just that kind of like you know your your boss isn't mad at you if they just like give you an instruction. Like, it's, you know, it's okay. Yeah. To this kind yeah. of, it's not yeah. actually about you. It's about like communicating properly in the business. Um. So the, it's, right. you know, yeah that kind of like, how do we write when we're sending an, a professional email versus like just an email or a message to our friends? What do we include? What do we not include? You know, do we need to reiterate, you know, if we've had a meeting, do we need to email that person and say, you know, as discussed, bah, 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 like just those little tips that kind of make yep communicating within a business and then they'll obviously use those skills to communicate with clients as well um has been yeah a bit of a popular service lately
0: i can imagine because those are things that you wouldn't i mean certainly i have seen that in action but i have not actually thought of how um impactful that could be in in business as businesses grow
1: yeah and there's a lot of i don't know if you're on tiktok But I am. And there's a lot of these kind of millennials sending an email to their boss and then the boss writing back, like, thanks. And then they just crumble because, like, you know, they're worried that the boss (laughs) is upset with them. And it's like, no, it's just a sentence. Like, it's just, that's just what you put at the end of a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, just
0: a period. You know, you
1: can, like, you can make it fun. And, but, you know, it's also like, calm down. Like, not everything is like someone being, like, upset with you. Just
0: like yes, (laughs) exactly right. Love it. Cool. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears here um, and talk a little bit about health because I know that you've had some pretty massive health obstacles to overcome in in motherhood, and you know you guys out there know that this platform for me was originally built on health and fitness for moms primarily, and that is how I met Martha in the very very beginning. All of those how old are um, eight nine years ago now? It's going
1: to be nine. Yeah, yeah yeah crazy
0: <laughs> so all yeah. of those years ago um and i know that you had to go through some pretty heavy stuff after after you know having your babies so could we talk a little yes. bit about that we're going all over the place today guys but stay with yeah. us all very useful information
1: yeah um okay so do you want to know like what what happened
0: well, how however much I'm you want to, to share you. on it, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. because a lot of my audience um, is new moms, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, Janine and I met. I think we met at a baby massage course, um, which I I don't think I massaged my baby very many times, but we did, you know, <laughs> meet each other, and that was great. <laughs> it turned out my baby was screaming not because it needed a massage, but because he had reflux. <laughs> So um yeah <laughs> he wasn't like, I need a massage, mom. <laughs> um <laughs> sorry. Um That's yeah, okay. so after I got sort of like straight back into fitness after I had Henry, my first um, child, who's gonna be nine soon. Um and I had quite a um uh he had a really big head like just a really big head and I don't have a very big body. So I was doing lots of like Jacob's ladder in Perth and sort of trying to get back into running because I was a really big runner before I had kids. And I just was like, this is not like, this is not feeling the way I feel that it should. Um, So what I did, I had Henry at King Edward um, Memorial Hospital, which is a public hospital in Perth. And They did, you know, you leave and they give you like a booklet with like all these services and you're not paying attention because you have a baby. And so I kind of, you know, just from talking to another friend that I was sort of walking and running with, she said, oh, I went to a women's physio and they helped me a lot with like, like my scars and stuff. I had lots of stitches after I had Henry. Um, So I went to a lovely women's physio at um, King Edward. And she said, yeah, you know, you've got a, you know, a minor prolapse. And then you've also got, you know, these, these scars are really kind of tight, I guess. So she used the ultrasound to loosen yeah. this up and that's fine. But she did kind of put me on a, a very um, intense regime of trying to heal my pelvic floor after having had this big stretch. And the problem for me was that Um, And we're going to go straight into it. But the problem for me was the walls of my vagina had stretched so much with this giant head that they kind of couldn't go back to um, working properly. So the, you know, if I wore like a tampon, it would just like fall over. Wow. Oh, honey. So, yeah. So that was, um, you know, the, the, women's physio was kind of like, listen, you're going to need an operation at some point. You know, let's just like make this as good as we can um, until you're like done having kids. So um, I I got really back into fitness again, but not running. I was just doing a lot of, um, I did that like Michelle Bridges thing and I was super, super fit, but also just like s- obsessed with it and it wasn't healthy. Anyway, Then I had another baby, Will, also with a big head. Um, And so after that, it was just a a mess. (laughs) Um, So I, when he was one, I had what they call a laparoscopic hysterectomy and an anterior and posterior vaginal repair, which is when they obviously take out your uterus, and then just try to fix this situation um yep. so it wasn't like the mesh that people have I've kind of like mm. I don't know really what they did and I don't really want to know um but I was that was a really big operation and that was fine and then a couple of days after that it turned out that I had had um some really bad complications and I ended up needing a few more um, surgeries to try to address what had happened. Um, And I like like to tell this story because it's like, you know, it was really awful. That experience was really awful. But I'm fine. But like, Mm -hmm. I want people to know that, like, if you think that something is not right after you have a baby, you are within your rights to go and get treatment for that thing and just continue pushing until you get an answer that you're happy with, right? So yes. in the end, yes. I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was in the hospital for 12 days um, and had to end up having four surgeries instead of one. And it was just because there was a complication and like, whatever. But, you know, so then you kind of, you leave hospital and they're like, in six weeks, you'll be fine. And you're like, okay. And I was not fine in six weeks. And I wasn't really fine in six months. And, and that's when like, I had to use my own, you know, financial and also like emotional resources to go, okay, I'm just going to keep trying to figure out what's going on here, until I get an answer that I'm happy with. And, you know, surgeons, I think, have a bit of a like, God mentality where they're like, I will fix you. But like, if you have a big operation like that, you're going to need to have, you know, more physio. So there is a really lovely um, women's physio down here that I went to. Um, And then I just, you know, I had just stomach issues because I had so many antibiotics. And it like, so honestly, it's been like three year, three and a bit years since I had those operations. And I'm, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm not saying I've felt horrible for three years, but I have had ongoing stuff after that and the way to get around that is just to like be as north american as you can and just be like no you know i deserve to have proper treatment for this thing like i yeah. am worthy of that and like even yeah. though you're saying i'm fine i'm not fine so like if you're not yeah. going to help me i'm going to go find somebody else who will and i've spent thousands of dollars trying to figure this stuff out so that i mean i acknowledge like my privilege in that but it it is a matter of just like not accepting you know when someone's like well this is as good as it's going to get for you
0: yeah absolutely and that it also i i really think it's so important that we do discuss this because you know for so many women and obviously what i've the background that i've come from I'd see all these women who would come back to training and they'd be like, oh, I've had my six week check. It's fine. And, you know, you, if you actually start having a conversation with them about any other issues that may be arising, chances were that nine out of 10 women I'd be speaking to were were experiencing a whole host of other issues that they were just told is normal. And these issues just don't go away, guys.
1: No. And you also, you know, this myth, That like, oh, well, like you've had a baby. So now like you're just going to pee every time you jump for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's not actually like it. That's very much in this whole like, well, just get on with it mentality that I really reject. You don't have to just get on with it. There are things that you can do to fix it. And like, you know, you are lucky to live in a country that has resources to fix these things. So use them. Definitely. 100%, boom, virtual high five through the screen.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that, Martha. Um, And ladies, if you're out there and you're listening and and Martha's story is resonating with you at all, please find your local women's health physio you know go back to i mean Martha would you agree go back to your hospital talk to your doctor who you saw in that moment is that what was was that your first point uh, no
1: i mean if the if the baby is you know if you don't have like an infant baby anymore you just go to your gp um yeah. and they can refer you so if you get a referral for a gp like for almost any specialist you'll definitely get more money back um so yeah go to your GP ask them to recommend a women's health physio and if they don't I mean they will have an idea of where you should go but if they don't Mm. like it's okay to kind of have somebody in mind ahead of time that you know Mm. if you spoke to your friends and like someone has gone to someone that they've really liked and then when you go to the women's physio like it's quite um intense in that they're like basically gonna finger you which is sort of like oh okay so (laughs) you know if you if there's internal and uh,
0: external ultrasounds going on
1: yeah and like you (laughs) can also get like a pelvic floor massage which is just like, like it's not something anyone wants but like it's very helpful so If you are a person who like has trauma or has been through something where you find things like pap smears and that kind of stuff um, really confronting, it's really important that you are really open about that stuff with your physio. I don't have that problem. And honestly, like, I feel like every medical professional in the Great Southern has seen everything I have to offer. So at this point, I'm just like, they're like, do you want to cover with a sheet? And I'm like, whatever. So, but if you are not that way, like people who have studied women's physiotherapy have such a deep understanding of like trauma informed treatment where like they will, even without you saying anything, they'll tell you what they're going to do. They'll explain what's going to happen. They'll explain what it's going to feel like. And it just, um, you know, if you find the right person, you can just kind of, just relax a little bit and and mm. the right person if you if you do have you know trauma issues, the right person will really be able to like help you while still kind of being respectful of those boundaries that you set.
0: Yep, absolutely. Okay. So guys, big stuff in that convo. I'm gonna have to go and do like a heads up at the start of this when we do the editing and <laughs> get this yeah. online. Heads up, conversations <laughs> coming up. But it's important, yeah. very important conversation. So thank you again for sharing that. Um, now, before we move away from this topic of health, um, you recently had a pretty significant discovery in your, again, in your life, and this is yeah. a big stuff. So, and it's uh. really interesting to me because I actually have a few clients who also are finding it similar things at this exact moment in time. Mm-hmm. So if you could elaborate a little bit on what it is that I'm alluring to. And yeah. uh, share with us your you're discovery. Doing
1: a good job of not stealing my thunder. <laughs> um, so, I'm 39, I'm going to be 40 next month. Um, and I recently have been diagnosed with ADHD, which was an amazingly big uh, surprise to me. And the reason why it was a surprise is because I didn't understand ADHD. Right? So I think everybody thinks of ADHD as like a hyper little boys condition, you know, a person who can't sit still, a person who can't concentrate in conversation, blah blah blah. But there are just um a lot of other factors that go into an ADHD diagnosis. And I was talking to a doctor again like still about the stomach thing from all that stuff that I just told you about and I and this was just a doctor that was like a, you know, my best friend's brother is a doctor and he's like well i kind of know about stomachs just make an appointment with me so <laughs> i did and we had um a big discussion about anxiety because i'd been diagnosed with anxiety after i had henry um and he's like so how does your anxiety manifest and and i said oh i get like really i get like sensory overload and i get overstimulated, and then i just i find it really hard to do a lot of things And he was asking things like, how do you go like with grocery shopping and how do you go with, you know, completing all of the little details that are associated with the larger task? And these are all things that I have struggled with, but I thought they were just like foibles. Like, I just thought I'm really good at lots of things, but like there's also like these things that I'm also just really bad at and just like adulting like I'm just not great Mm -hmm. at adulting and I have this husband who just does everything which has allowed me to kind of manage which is wonderful um but yeah it turns out that I didn't have um anxiety and just it was like ADHD behind the couch the whole time so I um yeah it's been amazing because I have a real understanding now of like what ADHD actually is and it has allowed me to um, not be so hard on myself when I am struggling to get things done. Um, I started working full-time from home in January of 2020, so right before the pandemic. And I found it really hard, but I thought, oh, like, you know, everyone's finding it really hard. We're all doing this and blah, blah, blah. But it was, it's it's these, um, things that you find very difficult and it has to kind of go through like your work and your home and your social life that these issues affect you Um, and my doctor was really great and he said you know you're a really smart person and so you've managed to find ways to work around this for your whole life and there come points in your life when there are just too many things So that those like masking, you know, traits or workarounds that you've come up with just don't work anymore. And it's distressing. And that was the point that I was sort of at was that I was like, you know, I was questioning, like, maybe this isn't the right job for me. When like, this is clearly the right job for me, but I just have to like sort my my brain out. Um, So I've been, yeah, I've been taking medication for that for like, I don't know, two months or something. Um, and it's uh unbelievable. Like I'm like, this is what people feel like. (laughs) 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 Wow. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's been really look further
0: into this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what everybody I tell, and and you know, it's it's interesting because I said to my my mom, who's a retired school principal, I had to kind of say this isn't a this is just me telling you a thing. This isn't like an argument. I don't want to have an argument about this. I don't want you to tell me how I don't have this. I just want you to be like, Martha has ADHD. Cool. That's fine. You know, it's a, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's been, yeah, a really interesting process to like, you know, realize that I have it and then understand so much about like the way that I am because of this. And my husband Mm -hmm. was like, Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. That explains a lot because he's the (laughs) one who has to just like, you know, put me back together sometimes and do a lot of those things around the house. But like what I found is like with this medication, I'm able to get the things that I want to get done in a day done. So when it's time to stop work, I can stop. And I'm not like Mm. fixated on, you know, doing that, finishing that thing. And then I just Mm -hmm. have room in my head to like look around and be like, oh, what needs to be done here? And like I can Mm -hmm. hear the laundry machine beeping now. Whereas before, like I just didn't even hear it. So it's yeah, it's helpful for like focus and but it's also, you know, these other benefits um, that are making everyone's (laughs) everyone's life easier, especially his. That's fantastic. Good on Mm -hmm. you. That's really,
0: that's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Um, And and, and, you know, like
0: that's,
1: yeah. And that's again, another story of like, you need to keep pushing Um, because I wasn't even, you know, over the years I've been like, I don't think I have anxiety. Like I don't feel good enough on this medication to kind of, you know, it's not making that much of a difference because I didn't actually have anxiety. And I went to this doctor about the stomach issue because I was like, I'm not happy with the answers that I'm getting from my own GP. So I'm just going to keep pushing. And then this has happened. And like it has literally changed my entire life. So we can all do that. We can all advocate for ourselves to make sure that we get the care that we deserve.
0: Absolutely. Oh, honey, thank you so much. Applause through the screen. Thank you so much for that. And you're right, no you need to be your own advocate, right? Like you need to advocate for yourself because there's no white knight coming to save us. We got We need no. to stand up and and be there for ourselves. So that's yeah, just and a it's
1: brilliant story. Yeah, thank you. And you know, it wasn't that, you know, my life was horrible, or you know, I was not able to function. But like, I think that we all deserve to be able to be at our best, and and this has helped me to do that. Yeah,
0: which is amazing very lovely <laughs> yes indeed and and and, yeah. and bring more of your gifts to the world in finding all of this out and taking these actions and taking this these steps right yeah. like now you're yeah. fully living in your alignment which is just brilliant mm. to see and witness yeah you guys, if just, you aren't already, so aligned <laughs> yes <Sorry>. you <laughs> are it's it's beautiful to see um and right like so, so this whole journey for, for Martha and certainly for myself, you guys, has been, you know, since since having children, this has been like this nine-year journey of to where we're at right now. Um, so yeah. if you want to see Martha's brilliance shine and through, head on over and make sure you follow her. Are you at WordCandy on Facebook and Instagram? I'm
1: on Instagram, it's at WordCandycoms, C-O-M-M-S. Um, And then I think it's just wordcandy on Facebook, and my website is wordcandy.com.au. Okay.
0: So I'm just typing that into the comments wordcandy.com on Insta, and you're at Facebook, sorry, at wordcandy.com, wordcandy on Facebook. And what was the website again, Martha?
1: wordcandy.com.au. .com.au. And Instagram was at wordcandy.coms. C o m m s. Beautiful. There we go.
0: Posting that in the comments now, guys. For any of you who have listened, and if you're listening to us on the podcast, you will find this all tidied up, nice and neat in the show notes, so you can head on over and check Martha's work out because she's absolutely brilliant. She's exactly, um, you know, she 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 shows up online exactly as we are here in person in this interview. So she's a joy yeah. to follow. Um, uh, yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we
1: wrap up today? Um, no, there isn't anything else that I wanted to add. I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me. And it has been such a joy to catch up with you again, Janine.
0: Yes, absolutely. And hey, who knew that we are now Oh, like we're like within two hours of each other again.
1: You know, amazing. which is basically neighbors.
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. It is down here. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Beautiful. Thank you so, so much for your time, Martha. Thank you all so much for listening in and for watching us live here. And I will catch you next time on the, your healthy business podcast. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining me on today's episode. While I've still got your attention, I'd like to tell you about my brand new program called Aspire, the manifesting methodology. In this program, we attune, align, ascend, and action your big dreams and desires so that you can go out and create more of what you want in your day-to-day life. I'd love you to come and check it out. It's at janinediltzbaman.com slash aspire, and I hope to see you there.